0: Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 8, episode 188.
1: I'm Sanjay Park, And I'm Adam Walker. I I feel like we should have like eight stories. I know. And like that we should play. We should play on eights is really what we should be doing right now. Crazy eights. We should play crazy eights. I love crazy eights.
0: That's a great game, isn't it? I haven't played crazy eights in a long time.
1: It's especially a great game for kids, right? Because they love kids love wild cards because they are wild cards. And so um, (laughs) it works out. I I
0: think you're there's some kind of like weird subtext there about your kids And being wild cards or or something.
1: Yeah, there's some weird subtext there for sure, but we're going to keep on going here. So listen, (laughs) in today's episode, we have a lot of good stuff for you. But before we start, and before I forget, I do want to mention, Sunday and I have a new venture, Together Letters. It keeps groups of people connected only via email, not even a login required. If you want to stay connected to a group, any group, 10 or less is free, togetherletters.com. Check it out. You'd be doing us a great favor by checking it out. We'd really appreciate it. So with that said, in this episode, we're gonna talk about Netflix, Amazon, Snapchat, Facebook, one man's fight against something, we'll talk about later, uh, a really fascinating survey that I am personally can can really agree with and get behind. Tesla, of course, we got weird and wacky and TechRix at the end. So if we're ready, Sanjay, what is up for us first? Yeah, let's start with
0: uh, Netflix talking about the want, uh, or their want to really get into video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And yeah. it's funny. So, you know, it's funny reading these articles now. Um, I think a lot of these people that write these articles don't really know or remember the history of Netflix throughout the time <laughs> that it's been around and, and some yeah. of the competitors too, because yeah. I actually remember the history because I've been a customer since almost the very beginning. Oh yeah. Me too. I, I've been a shareholder since the very beginning. I bought. Oh yeah. Not me. I wish, (laughs) but you know, like a lot of these articles don't talk about the fact that back in the early days, Netflix had adult uh, titles and they made a lot of revenue on that. And only when they were approaching IPO, they were like, Oh, we need to clean up our act. They got rid of all of that stuff. But the other part of it that's relevant to this story was back in those days, there used to be competitors, um, I forgot the name of it. Yeah. It was like Gamefly or something yeah. like that. That mm-hmm. was basically Netflix for video games. It was, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, they ended up disappearing as well because as these consoles have moved now more towards um, you know, online sales and and streaming titles, uh, that's not relevant. But this is, I think, a different thing, right? This is Netflix right. actually being essentially a game studio and then selling access the games uh, yeah. through their platform.
1: Well, I mean, this is a similar play that to Google Stadia, um, yep. which of course our friend Mickey is a big fan of. It's a, it's a similar play. I mean, Apple has their own kind of gaming platform. And, and to me, I think there's about to be a lot more competition in the gaming sector. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Microsoft responds to that and how Sony responds to that. Because they've been, I mean, they've been the dominant force in that area for what, 15, 20 years? I mean, I I think they're about to get a serious challenge from some of these uh, smaller, I mean, quote unquote, startups, if you will. And
0: and what's interesting, you know, when Netflix went public, one of their um, things that they said in their filing that was a competitor to them was sleep. So the time that you sleep is the time that you're not watching Netflix, right? So if you have that kind of world view about your consumers, then getting into gaming is a natural fit, right? Because gaming is a competitor to watching movies, and it's so- a
1: competitor to sleep for sure. Which we're going to talk
0: about during Weird and Wacky, so That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So so if if you know, you can take more share of that time, then you're going to have more users. So this is a natural fit in terms of what they're kind of, thought processes in terms of their relationship with their their
1: users well, and i'll tell you i mean speaking of this then we'll move on to the next article but one of the other major competitors that netflix considers for the longest time and this was before all the kind of streaming wars but they really consider fortnite to be a major competitor because i mean fortnite draws a ton of online virtual time and that's the yep. time that netflix wants to grab it's that screen time so yep. listen Ex- speaking of exactly grabbing, that. Yep. speaking of grabbing screen time Amazon is buying MGM studios for $8.45 billion. So now they're going to, what they're going to own uh, James Bond, the James Bond franchise James
0: bond and a bunch and of other stuff. And honestly, I, I, I think you're an Amazon prime uh, user just like we are. I'm all for it.
1: This is good. Listen, I mean, I Amazon no just—they just keep getting bigger, and you know they're going to fight this whole monopoly thing. And like <laughs> on the one hand, like, oh, we're not a monopoly on there. It's like, oh, but look at all this cool stuff that we just <laughs> bought. You know, a- look at all of the things <clears throat> that we have. And it's interesting. Whatever. I saw an article that was talking about
0: this, and they were saying like on first blush, like there is no anti-monopoly issues here. Like, <clears throat> there's no monopoly um, issues here because Amazon. There's, there's a bunch of movie studios. There's a bunch of right? studios. Yeah, that's true. And Amazon doesn't have a lock on that. No. But obviously, I think a lot of people are getting concerned about this. But honestly, you've, I'm got, a fan. Nef- you've got Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, you've got uh, HBO Max. I think HBO Max does a great job. Well, and the new uh, wrap up you with you Discovery it, and all that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't know if you saw it by the way. Um, the Friends reunion just came out on HBO Max. I've not watched it yet. I right.
1: mean, I've seen all the promos, and I want to watch it so bad. And but I don't have HBO Max, <laughs> uh, and I you don't. I don't, have HBO Max. I don't think that's going to push me into it. I just yeah. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, so. I, I thought it was we'll actually going
0: to be an actual episode, like an update, but it's not. It's just them sitting around talking about stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I watched a little bit of the beginning of it, but it's not really that enticing to me. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll,
1: see. we'll we'll see, we'll yeah. see.
0: Talking about uh, something that might be enticing to you, Snapchat is bitten big on augmented reality and the e-commerce future with it.
1: I so, think this is super smart. Yeah, have you seen this? Have you seen Have you seen the screenshots and stuff? I haven't seen the screenshots mm. yet. I want to pop this open. One thing that Snap does, I would say, better than any other platform, and has since the beginning is augmented reality that will superimpose things over you. So like, for example, you know, you you pull up a, a filter and it puts sunglasses on your face and adds a beard right. when you don't have a beard and, you know, it gives you long hair that's rainbow colored and whatever else. And and now they've realized like, hey, we can sell stuff with this. And so you can you can try on like a jacket and, augment and see how it's gonna look on you or try like there was a, a screenshot of somebody like trying on a purse and seeing how it's gonna fit them. And like, I mean... I can see this really working from an e-commerce perspective and really helping to push people over the edge if they're not sure if they want to buy something yet. This is, it's pretty smart, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's some folks that have done things like this before. I remember, I don't know if we talked about it, but there was a story about Levi's where you could get body scanned and then you could virtually see jeans tried on on your avatar, I guess, essentially. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. So that's, Kind of Similar, what this is, but yeah. it's, it's skipping the whole body scan portion. And that's I mean, because, the important
1: part. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. And, and we've seen like Ikea where you can like see yep. Ikea furniture in your space and like, that's really cool, but this is seeing it on your person. And that I mean, that's just next level. I think it's really, really smart. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I, I you're, love seeing you're push the You're a big envelope.
0: Snapchat user, right? Are, are no, no. I, I,
1: I need okay. to get back into it a little bit. Uh, I, I kind of dropped off of it for a long time, but it's probably time to dive back well, in, I think. I, so I,
0: I don't even have an account. So yeah. I'm well, definitely not there's still a Snapchat time. user. There's still time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are, oh, are they still free? Can you still yeah, get them? You can still get an account. Yeah. They, oh. they still want you, man. They still want oh. your data. So, okay. uh, <laughs> cool. all right. Well, speaking of who wants your data, Facebook and Instagram will now allow users to hide their like counts on posts. And then we also link to another article, How to Hide Your Likes on Your Instagram Posts. So this is interesting because, uh, really, because for a long time, Instagram sort of became this place of who has the most likes, which posts have the most likes. And there's even this trend, I don't know if you know if you're aware of this, Sanjay, but there's a lot of like influencers that will post on Instagram. And if it doesn't have a certain amount of likes within the first, say, hour, they'll delete it. And then they'll repost it later and see if they can get more likes then. And they play this this sort of game with it. Yeah. So honestly, it's not, it's not healthy. Like it's not like, it's not, I mean, we, we talked about that whole there. I think, I don't know if we talked about it or if it was on wait, wait, don't tell me, but there was this whole article about a 30 year old woman that went to a high school dressed as a high schooler carrying a backpack and a skateboard. Cause that's what kids carry. Obviously And was <laughs> literally, I'm not kidding. She was passing out flyers promoting her Instagram account to get more followers on Instagram. And that was wow. her way of doing it. So like, this is like, it's not a healthy culture. I think it's great that they're allowing these things to be hidden. Whether or not people use it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's the problem I think with this feature is that it's opt in. And then there's going to be a stigma. If you have opted into it, it's like, Oh, it's cause you're. It's cause cause you don't don't don't, yeah. Yeah. You don't have any likes yeah. and that's why you, you did that. Right. Yeah. Whereas Instead, what it should be is they should just mass turn it off, enable it to yeah. everybody, right, yeah. and like not have. But I think one of the articles was talking about a lot of these people have built up brands and businesses around yep. the fact that they get these likes, and so yep. that would kill those those people. It, well, not kill them literally, but it would yeah. kill their businesses, yeah. right, um, and and their source of revenue. So. Uh, it's, it's a delicate thing. And I, I see this, you know, I've got kids doing talk about how they have friends and then they'll post and then tell everybody that they know in other channels to go like the photos that they just posted. And it's like, I I think we have lost sight of why. Right. Like we're just trying this? to be
1: social here. We just need it. We're not yeah. trying to get claps like, and pats on the backs. And all I don't the other. Like, need another job of having like, I've even been told by the kids.
0: Like, no, you need to like, like all the, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't have that kind of time. ain't got like, that kind of time. I, I, like, even if I, first of all, I don't even look at Instagram that often, but even when I do, I'm not just going to sit there and hit like on everything. I'm actually going to sit and understand what's going on and, and either appreciate it or not appreciate it. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of the likes.
1: Yep. As you might have heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters, so this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at TogetherLetters.com.
0: Next up, we've got one man's fight for the right to repair broken MacBooks. Oh. You know how much of a fan I am of this story, even if I'm not a fan of having a MacBook. But uh yeah, this this guy, uh Lewis Rossman, uh has a YouTube channel where he takes videos of himself fixing things. Yeah. And he's amassed one and a half million subscribers. Yep. And the funny, I think the funniest part of this article was the fact that if there's people, he's got a repair shop. Right. And so if somebody comes in and they can't afford the repair that he's quoting them, he'll just point them to, over, you know, go sit down over there. There's a screwdriver. You can just fix it yourself. Like, yeah, that's okay. Like, you even don't give him access to a
1: computer me. to look it up. Like, go look up the video, go yeah. fix it yourself. And, and if you can it fix yourself. it yourself,
0: it's free. Yeah. You don't have to pay anything. It's fine. I kind of so, love that. He, he's obviously like an evangelist for this thing. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. It's funny because he says that if other people are watching the videos of him fixing the thing in his shop, he'll tell him to turn it off because he thinks they're awful. He doesn't like his own videos. He hates hearing them. He hates seeing them. He does not like his own videos, but he keeps making the videos, which what, is awesome.
1: What I loved was the part about how he learns how to fix these things because he's self-taught. Yep. And, and basically it says like he goes and buys a device and then he smashes it. And then he and then he curses about it and then he fixes it and then he smashes it again and then he fixes it <laughs> and then he smashes it and goes and gets another device and does it all over again. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So, so he, he just basically breaks it and fixes it and yeah. does it until he figures
0: out kind of all the nuances. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know where they are, where he is, but he was a part of a lobbying effort. Or yeah. No, he is a part of a lobbying effort to pass a state law. Uh, it looks like I think it's in Massachusetts to pass a law where it would require manufacturers to make their products more accessible for yeah. people to self-repair those devices. And you know, if you're on any spectrum of of uh, things towards like you know, you're environmentally conscious, yep, um, or you're you're uh, want to save money, or yep. you know, so many other things. Like you've got to be a fan of this. So, so I will tell
1: you. I I will tell you. So, number one, I am definitely a fan of right to repair. Always have been. I always will be. There are nuances to this, though. So, for for example, I did break my iPhone screen, Uh and I did not take it to an Apple authorized repair place. I took it to a to an unauthorized place. And the first screen I got replaced on there literally was not functional. Like I couldn't swipe. It was crazy. The phone was acting nuts. I took it back. You put it on another screen. Yeah. Okay. This works. But now, uh, and, and I think I know what you're going to say, and I don't use it anyway, but FaceTime doesn't work on it because uh-huh. of replacing the screen, which is super strange. So it's like. It almost feels like it, there's weird things that you sort. There of, could be some weird trade-offs. Is all I'm trying. Is to Is that say. A,
0: is that a software thing? Like, does everything else work? Uh, everything else phone? works.
1: Like, yeah, everything so else works.
0: It seems like maybe Apple is penalizing you. That for might be true. Not having an author, so that I might be true. Yeah, what you just described is an argument for right to repair. For, no,
1: that's a good point. That's a good point. Because then they'd make it easier to repair so that thing yeah. wouldn't happen. That's a great point. Okay. So
0: your your first screen should have worked. But right. that shop because it's not authorized, yeah. is having to do this whole rigmarole of yeah. getting screens and, and whatnot. That's true.
1: That's true. That's, All right. So All right. You're you, right. You just You're proved right. the point. This you is why we have these conversations. The okay. All right. Well, listen, speaking of points that I love to prove... Survey asks employees at top U.S. companies if they would give up $30,000 to work from home and the answers may surprise you. So listen, I I don't think they will surprise you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. These numbers are amazing. I'm just going to read the quote from this article and then we can just dive in. So here's the quote. About 64% of Amazon workers who answered the question preferred permanent work from home, as well as 62% of Microsoft employees and 67% of Google employees. Apple employees would rather take permanent work from home over $30,000 at more than 69% and Salesforce employees at 76%. Oh my gosh. So you know what this article says to me is that this is
0: basically a ranking of companies where people don't like their coworkers. It, right?
1: it absolutely is. Yes, it is. <laughs> because, I was thinking that. Yeah. So Salesforce sucks. If you, Yeah.
0: If you like your coworkers, <laughs> like $30,000 is not enough to be like, no, I don't want to see them or I yeah. don't want to see them or whatever. Right. So,
1: well, but it's not just that, right. It's, yeah. it's also lifestyle because like when you work from home, you gain back. I mean, the average commuter yeah. is going to gain back over an hour a day. Like out of 24 hours, that's a ton of time. Yeah. And over a week, that's a ton of time. And so yeah. I think that's a big part of it that, I mean, wardrobe expenses go down. Cause I mean, Hey man, you can just wear shorts on the bottom and nice shirts on the top, you know? So yeah. like that goes down. I mean, or also not nice shirts
0: on the top. Cause it's just okay. You just do your thing. That's right. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> so, so I think, I mean, so many expenses go down for the individual and I don't, I don't know that it offsets $30,000, but it is telling that a majority and not not even a small majority, but a large majority of people would rather work from home and have that freedom and that flexibility rather than make more money. And I mean, and I think everybody listening to this that I mean, listen, if you have an office, that's great. If you like the whole office culture thing, I get it. I've done it. I've been there. But work from home. I mean, man, it is it is on the rise and will continue to be for a long time. And,
0: And I think we've said it before, but, you know, we used to meet up in person. Oh, yeah. For recording Tech Talk Y'all. Oh, yeah. This whole pandemic, we've been doing remote. Not that I don't like seeing you. I do like seeing you. I love seeing you. In person. Yeah. But this is great. This is actually kind of nice. It's great. It's so great. Like, even today, we were able to reschedule the time of recording by, you know, shifting it around and not have to worry about, like, oh, I already drove there. I'm already there. Yeah. You know, or anything else like that. It's so nice. Yeah. There's no dead time. adds more flexibility. So, talking about uh, things that uh, aren't Flexible, I guess. Uh, Google gets the green light to build a multi-billion dollar mega campus in San Jose. And clearly they did not read the previous article that we just talked about. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I, there I just, you go. I I just had to tag this because it just seems so strange to me that especially as things shake out post-pandemic, right? And we, and we don't really know where some of these companies are going to land with work from home or whatever. It seems so yeah. strange to me to plan a multi-billion dollar campus when obviously a huge percentage of your employees would rather be at home. So yeah, I mean, it's
0: just... 67% of the Google employees. Yeah. By the way, I think I, t- I told you before we started recording, we were out and about today uh, for the first time in like ever during yeah. this pandemic, Right. we were driving around um, Atlantic station and I knew that this was coming, but I didn't realize it was right there, but we saw the buildings that have the Microsoft name all oh, yeah. on the, the the little campus that yeah. they're building there, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife and the kids were like, "Oh, what is this?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the new Microsoft campus uh, coming in," and yeah. we started talking about all the companies that are coming into Atlanta, and it's tons. it's getting hot here. Yeah, right. Tons. Like, man, this is the time. If you're thinking about moving to Atlanta
1: now's the time uh, you should do it
0: now now's uh, the time because i think house prices are going to go through the roof and it's going to get harder and harder to, to have a place here
1: so. already are going through the roof my friend yeah. already yeah. are all right kidding. well uh speaking of things that i don't know maybe aren't going through the roof tesla tests they're going Lumi- on the roof they're going on the roof tesla tests luminar sensor musk scorned as a quote fool's errand so the just just to back up so every other autonomous driving company uses LIDAR. Every single one. And LIDAR is expensive. And but and
0: just in case you don't know what LIDAR is, yep. it's using lasers. It's it's essentially like radar with lasers. So it uses yep. a laser that spins very fast yep. around and makes a three-dimensional map in near real time yep. of everything that's around a car. So it's not just radar, just figuring out the depth of stuff away from it. It's actually figuring out three-dimensionally what is around a car. Okay, That's so right. And so,
1: so Musk has, has scorned this for years, saying all you need are cameras. Uh, you don't need LiDAR. LiDAR is too expensive. It's not practical. It's not going to work. And, and now, in the field, suddenly, Tesla is testing a Luminar sensor, which... Is lidar, so yep. it'll be really interesting to see where this goes. I mean, I to me, I, I see most point. I always have that you know, visually, you you a human drives in, in with only visual cues, so you should theoretically be able to get there with AI and everything else. At the same time, lidar is going to map so much better. Than anything visually ever would it almost seems silly not to do it especially as the cost continues to come down as it is it is bound to do yeah. so i mean you know, part yeah. of the point of having self-driving vehicles is for the vehicle to
0: be much much better than the human being much better. and so with lidar yeah. it can see things that there is no way we can see with the human eye that's
1: right that's right
0: so yeah why would we not take advantage of this right yeah. why would we not make cars and vehicles safer Yep. Right To be able to detect the per- pedestrian that's on the side of the road that's not wearing something reflective, that's not in a lit area, that's going to start walking and cross the street in front yep. of your vehicle, and then there's going to be a bad accident because of that. right like Why yep. would we not do that? Yep. It, it just doesn't make sense. You know what's going to happen here is they're going to announce that they're doing it, and Musk is going to be like, well, you know I said all that stuff to help drive down the cost. Oh, that's totally what he's going to say. And so yeah, I, totally. I, I always believed in it. Yeah, Uh, but it was just because of that. It was too expensive. And I thought my words would help drive down the cost because people would stop using it and then we could just have a lock on it or
1: something. Yeah, that's crazy. Some
0: crazy explanation
1: like that. That's crazy.
0: Talking about something that's not a crazy explanation uh, and is kind of awesome Anchor's tiny 65 watt uh, gallium nitride charger compresses a laptop charging brick to a size of an ice cube. And what's funny about this is just today, we were talking about this in the car, my my kids and I. We were talking about um, them needing a charger or something. I was like, "Yo, you know what? Anchor has just put one of these out, and it's tiny. And maybe we need to get this. And I I think we're gonna end up buying yeah. one of these, probably."
1: Man, this this could have been a tech awesome. rack, but but I, I mean, it, there was an article about it. And I'm such a big Anchor fan anyway. Yeah, and I saw it and I was like, okay, so most laptop chargers are kind of ginormous, like they're just. Yep big and beefy. And yep. I saw this thing and I'm like, it's like the size almost it's tiny, of like the little iPhone, the things you used to get with the iPhones. Like it's, yep. t- it's like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So yeah, I'm going to have to get one of those for sure. That just yeah. looks amazing. So this, I love their stuff.
0: This works. If you're, uh, if your laptop is powered by USB-C. Yeah. Um, so you've got to have a USB-C powered laptop, but the beauty I think of this thing is that means also anything else that you have that's USB-C powered, like yep. your phone, Maybe your camera. Yep. All of it can get powered by this same tiny little brick. So thinking about, you know, one of these days when you start traveling again and go on flights, you could potentially just take this tiny little thing. Yep. And if you're just sitting in the everything. airport, you can, yeah, you can power yeah. up your laptop, power your phone, power your one at a time, of course. But yeah, still
1: kind yeah. of awesome. It yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Time for the weird and wacky segment.
0: Abominable snowman. Oh,
1: he's not an <laughs> One of
0: the TAs turned out to be a bot.
1: I... Alright, Sanjay, for our first weird and wacky article, I, I saw this headline. Quote Darth Vader House listed for 4.3 million dollars. And listen, listeners, if you go to the show notes and you click and you find this link and you look at the video, the front of the house kind of really does look like Darth Vader's helmet. And then you go inside. And it's got some, like, weird, like, almost Stormtrooper-ish sort of ambiance to it. It is... It's pretty crazy. I'm not saying I'd buy it if I had that kind of money lying around, but it's pretty crazy and impressive.
0: I gotta say, I think there was a huge missed opportunity by not doing something with those windows in the front. Like, I would have gone... Um, maybe like Cylon from uh, Battlestar Galactica, yep, and had yep. a little red light going back and Ooh, forth. Oh
1: yeah, those windows. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that would have been kind of. Or
1: a- another missed opportunity is that this should have gone on the market on obviously on May the fourth. Like, why would this not hit the market oh, on? May see, the 4th? there you go. You know, like, see? come on. So see, I mean, g- yeah. And honestly,
0: actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if you had the little red light back and forth, mm-hmm. like, it could have been all kinds of things. It could have been kit the car as a night rider the night rider it, house exactly yeah. it yeah. could have been a, a cylon from Battlestar. Yeah. i think you could have gotten more than 4.3 million you could have probably upped it to 4.5 but then at that point out. they
1: might not care because they're, they're making some serious banks so eh, who knows maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe there you go uh next up we've got uh in weird and wacky a quebec man breaks the guinness record with a 44 hour video game marathon how do you Staying awake so, for 44 so, hours playing a video game. I don't know. So this, this
1: is, this. The, well, this is fascinating, right? So he was playing World of Warcraft, right? So that makes it easier, I guess, to play continuously, first of all. Um, I'm assuming there it? were... Have, are there you, were are
0: you, have you played World I've of never Warcraft played. Or? I've never played, I'm but I've had right. friends that
1: have played, and it's it's like role play, so you can sort of kind of go and do and whatever. Um, I'm assuming there were bathroom breaks in here, obviously. Um, and But, but <laughs> I, he stayed we, awake. We do not need <clears throat> the details of that, by the way. For real. But he stayed awake and played for 44 hours, and what's fascinating is he was going to play for 32 hours. And as he was going for the record, somehow he found out that someone else was also going for the Guinness record at the same time. And they had already hit the 40 hour mark. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, I was planning to do 32 hours, but i was just about another 12 on that. And he played for 44 hours, 44 minutes and 44 seconds. World of Warcraft, like that's just, that's some next level crazy right there. But hey, more power to you. He's in the Guinness book. That's great. So what are you and do you
0: he goes, he goes at the end to stay awake. I just ate healthy. I tried to have people always talking with me, always active on the chat and add breaks. Yeah. I think the thing that he did was not healthy, staying up for 44 hours, but by way, doing it, he you what, so. I,
1: I feel like there's some serious psychosis that's going to start to creep in around that 40 hour mark, but you know, like some hallucinations or who knows, but I, hey, whatever, uh, that's cool. <laughs> if the, if that's what, If that's his dream, he should follow his dream. So there you go. Tech, rec, tech.
0: Tech, 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 tech,
1: tech chickie, chickie. All right, Sanjay, what do you have for us for Techrex for today?
0: So my TechRec this time is a follow up from last time. If you remember last time I recommended Cookie Auto Delete, which is a mm-hmm. great extension yep. to help you control cookies. But here's the problem still okay. with cookies. You go to so many sites and now they have those annoying yep. little pop up things that tell you about their whole cookie. I don't care. I don't care. You know care. why I don't care? Because they get cookie deleted. Auto Delete is going to get deleted. Delete those cookies anyways. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. So, on a whim, I said, there's got to be something better for this. There is a site and an extension for Firefox and Chrome, uh, and I think maybe for Opera too, but uh, called I Don't Care About Cookies. And it gets rid of those modals because I don't care about cookies because they're going to go away anyways for me. So, so, you install this thing, there's nothing to set. Yeah. It just kills those little pop-ups, And mostly I've not seen those things and it's great.
1: So I read the title of this in the show notes and I thought this was going to go a totally different direction. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, this is a website for all you crazy people that love cookies and want them all over your computer. And I thought it was going to go the direction of like that, that guy that had the billboard with his social security number on it to prove yeah. that it was like, I thought that's the and, direction and it was going to go.
0: Like three times. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yeah.
1: Uh, but no, I, I think, I think the direction it went was way better. Um, I'm, I'm going to install that today. That's amazing
0: yeah it is it's a great add-on like i said i think i've seen one or two but compared to before where i saw it on every single yeah. site yeah it's made my my browsing a lot faster it's made me not think about those things i don't care about gdpr yeah i don't care about cookies because i've got a solution i do not recommend you use this if you don't have cookie auto delete or some similar type of service yeah uh, installed on your browser but if you do and you want to be able to browse faster Go get. I don't care about cookies. Free extension, Firefox and Chrome. Love it. Uh, what about you? What do you got for us?
1: So I stumbled across this little gem this week. I was I was trying to make a better email signature uh, for the nonprofit that that I do some work for, and and uh, and I found the email signature generator by HubSpot, and it's this free little email signature generator, and you can go through it and tell it all the stuff you want, and give it all the links, and it gives you this nice little email signature to drop into your emails at the end of it um which i thought was pretty great and there's actually there's actually apparently several other email signature generators as well so i mean you might want to look around and and sort of test and see what works for you but nonetheless i thought that was kind of great if you're gonna take your email signature to the next level then that's a good way to do it so So
0: this assumes that you're using html emails it looks like
1: yeah i think it does Uh, that's
0: true i'm a Text-only guy. Yeah, um, and and I and too I too really
1: cool. am too. So most of my email signatures are just text-only, but still, I mean, you know, it's that a nice, nice. It's a nice idea. It does. It looks fancy, right? Yeah, you could look more fancy. I'm just saying. I. So, you don't want to look so more fancy. fancy.
0: You
1: already you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, In the Sunday. How can our to listeners? Tokyo. How can listeners find a They can with find you? me on my way to
0: Tokyo at uh at Sunjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y on Twitter or SunjayPark.com. What about you, Adam?
1: They can just find me on my website, AdamJWalker.com. I'm trying to do a better job of posting there. You would also look me up on actually, there's a link to Substack. Go to my website and find my link to my Substack. I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but I do write on Substack, which is kind of fun. So there you go. Find me there. So uh by the they, way, they just send
0: you subway sandwiches every time you write a us. Sh-
1: I would like subway sandwiches every time. Actually, I don't really like subway sandwiches. I like public subs. If I'm gonna get a sub, I'm public gonna get a subs,
0: really? no public subs. Public subs are sandwiches.
1: they're legit, man. They're they are legit.
0: I I, I like those too. Subways yeah. are good.
1: Are they? They're okay. I,
0: I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: You got to go to a good subway. You can't go to a, a subway where they're ripping you off. Some sub, Subway's a lot of sugar in their bread, though. You know that, right? Like like like. Remember we talked about that? I think on one of our episodes, how they have did so we? much sugar in their bread, it doesn't uh-huh. even count as bread. It counted as like a what? pastry or something. Like I'm telling you, man. Like I'm, I'm Uh-oh. pretty sure we did an article on that.
0: Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. I'm, I'm gonna have to check in with the boss about this. <laughs> this might put the kibosh on subway sandwiches.
1: So, do a little research on the amount of sugar I, in a subway sandwich I, bread. I
0: don't, I don't need to eat like a Danish sandwich. That's like, that's not a thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do-do-do!